0: Hello and welcome to HealthCast 305, Miami and South Florida's number one health-related talk show and podcast um, with a lot of Miami guests, and sometimes guests not from Miami. Sometimes guests that have been in Miami before in the past, so that counts. And they can provide hey. great information that yes. counts. Also from warm places, that counts. Um, yep. Today's guest is Rochelle Cherry Holmes. Um, that's not the name I knew her by in school. She's a phony. She's, she changed it. Cause she got oh, married. Oh
1: man. I leveled up from four letter last name to an eight letter last name.
0: Yeah, that's true. You doubled up. Oh no,
1: maybe it's more. I think it's more. I think it's 12.
0: <laughs> you ever counted the letters?
1: No. I can't, <laughs> I have to, I can't fit it on a, on a line. It like looks like cherry and then go, uh, yeah, yeah. it goes. home. Yeah. Yeah. It it's is really a bad. crazy
0: combination of names. It looks like there should be it a hyphen between Cherry and Holmes. Like, at some point, they just dropped it. Um, well, Rochelle is a doctor as well. She's a doctor of physical therapy. She graduated in my class with me in 2017 from University of Miami. Mm-hmm. And she went on to to go deeper into this pediatrics realm, working with kiddos. Because yeah. she's, such a, she's such a great person, and you have so much patience, you know? um so she's perfect with kids you know she has a kid of herself of of her own maybe she'll have a few more um maybe we don't want to we don't want to jinx anything um she you should you should create as many versions of yourself you know that's how it's supposed to be um but she works at phoenix children's hospital which is the biggest one of the biggest children's hospitals in Arizona so yeah she, yep. she, yeah she's no stranger to this stuff she's a pediatric pediatric uh, she's a pediatric physical therapist who works in the multidisciplinary pain clinic yeah. um, and she's particularly in the pain program itself where she takes kids through some intensive courses for pain can you can you tell us a little bit about these intensive eight-week courses for pain for these kids what's that all yeah.
1: about it's so fun. Okay, so usually when you say pain in the pediatric world, people are like, Ugh! "Like, it's 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 hard. It's very hard. This clientele is very hard. It's chronic pain, right? Like, one mm-hmm. a lot of people shy away from chronic pain anyway. Like, there's just so much that goes into it. So we started this pilot. It, it, we're basically piloting it right now, but we're taking it super seriously. But we like picked these the three patients that we um, are taking through the program. Like, they were handpicked because they're super serious about getting better, about um, going through psych. They do. There's a pain psychologist. We actually have, um, at Phoenix Children's, we have two pain psychologists, and they are the only pediatric pain psychologist within a 4,400-mile radius oh in the Southwest. So if someone in Arizona or New Mexico wanted to go get, needed a pain a pediatric pain psychologist, they needed to either go to San Diego, I think, is the closest one or Texas. So we got really lucky, but we have Dr. Mark Popenhagen and Dr. Ari Zakarian, who is from Miami.
0: Well, another reason, yeah. relevant yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so he's out here, but yeah, so we have this, like, um, we already have a multi- multidisciplinary clinic where they see a, um, like a, we call her a pain doctor. We have a couple pain doctors at PCH, so they're MDs who specialize in pain, along with other things. And then we have a pediatric pain psychologist specialized on the team. And then we have a pain pediatric physical therapist who's on the team. And so what the um, pilot program is, we call it the RAP program, W-R-A-P-P. Still in its infant phase, like very infant, like we're still working on bugs, but like we all have kind of a curriculum that we've got, that we're going through through the eight weeks and set goals like so. Um, Dr. Genovese, she's the MD, she has set goals. Dr. Ari Zakarian, he has his set goals for psychology that he's gonna get through and retraining that whole um, body-mind connection. And then I have um, my partner and I who are down at the the Gilbert Clinic, um, that's like South South Phoenix, South the suburbs. Uh, <laughs> we have our goals that we're like physical therapy-wise that we're getting our patients through as well. And we all work together, so we all meet up at the, the beginning of the day and at the end of the day and talk about everything with these three patients. It's awesome, it's so cohesive, I love it.
0: Yeah, that's the key, right? Is working with yeah. people in teams. So you have like your your little subject, your little kiddo and then everyone can talk about what's going on with them and then you can all help each other out. That's a huge yeah, part of, of making a successful plan of care for someone. I worked so at a hospital great. before and I they, when they had that, It just seems so much better for them. We had like team meetings. We'd be like, "This guy, everyone, what's your word on him?" Yeah, and they would all figure something out together.
1: Yeah, and well, and you take in their environment. Like, what's what's their social situation? Like, who do they live with? We have a couple. You know, like, are they moving? Like, how are they doing with COVID? moving schools. Like, so it's, it's so cohesive. It's such a great snapshot of the, of the patient. And I'm not talking with people over email because it's so hard to talk. Like it's emails hard. Like it's great. It's fast. It's fine. But like, it's, it's great to talk over zoom or the one-in-one it's so, it's so much better. So we get to do that every Tuesday is pain clinic for us, at least down in Gilbert. And it's so it's, it's, I have, it's, I have a blast. It's so fulfilling. I love pain is so complicated. I love the research behind it. I still, I'm, I'm willing to say, I don't know everything. I, I probably will never know anything, everything about yeah. it, but it's been so much, it's been so much fun to dive deep into just the bare minimum that we were handed in school and to just go deeper into it. And like, we went down a rabbit hole this past year. Um, like in the physical therapy section of it, Alexa and I just went down this huge rabbit hole and like our minds were blown. It's nuts. Like pain science is nuts.
0: Yeah. It's something that we don't learn much about in the didactic part of school, No. but you end up, you end up realizing how important it is and it doesn't really fit into any model perfectly. So it's its own model. So, you know, we got to look at things from multiple, multiple perspectives. You got to look at the biopsychosocial components of it. Um, and I was looking at some of the research you were doing and I was like, yeah, this is, this is right up the alley here. Um, so, you know, starting with some of the things that you were talking about, um, you know, there's, there's the traditional pain model, which is like what I think most people think about.
1: Most people when they're in
0: pain have this concept of the traditional pain model. Like, how would you define that for like the general population? Um, with like how, like, what do you see? Like when these people come in, how do they view pain? Um initially oh,
1: it's so hard because like you know we learned that in school that statistic of where like what becomes general knowledge is has been in the medical field for like 10 15 20 years it's already 10 15 years knowledge it's old knowledge so yeah. we're still in this gate pain theory um like context of how we view pain which is not wrong i'm not saying it's wrong there's so many different ways to view as pain but the pain gate theory falls very short because, and this is how like when you first like, so when I used to get patients who had come through my clinic who were in pain, who had chronic pain, you know, pain outside of the four to six, eight week window, right? Because we know all tissue healing is usually within that eight week period, right? So it's chronic yeah. pain after yeah. that acute phase. After, I think it's greater than three, no, six. I think it's now, it's now chronic pain is now defined as greater than six months, right? i'm pretty sure i think it's yeah, greater than I always, six months.
0: okay wow. But, it, i've heard me, three but this must be longer now
1: right but like you know i'm in a clinic and i have to work with what i have so i like if it's longer outside of that eight week three month window where like tissue healing the bone you know all that stuff is already cleared through it's
0: yeah that stuff clears up eventually. right if i
1: i you know it's chronic pain to me <laughs> especially in the pediatric world but um but like anything else
0: there's not a defined line like right right. there's no
1: defined line so if you want to someone wants to correct me on that later go ahead i won't argue with you but (laughs) i like we'd get these kids who'd walk through our door for a pain eval just physical therapy just physical therapy pain eval and you start talking to them like how did this like where like tell me like you go through the whole thing tell me about your pain like head head down and there's not sometimes there's not a um a physiological reason why they have the pain and that's where the pain gate theory falls short because they'll just be like I don't know one day my back started hurting well did you do anything to your back no it just started hurting okay well like tell me about what happened that month well my grandma died and then I got really sick and then and so and so then you start kind of talking about this mind-body connection and then sometimes parents will look at you like are you on drugs and then you'll start talking about psych like pain (laughs) psychology and multidisciplinary approach and they're like hold up hold up are you calling my kid crazy but it's not because what what people don't know about or what's not common knowledge is what they started doing in the 90s was that um like organic pain model of that looks at your environment your psychology like what's going on in your head and your body as well because Sometimes people are more disposed to having, you know, a lower threshold of, like the conductive, you know, like nerves, like how they fire. It's shown yeah. that some people who are more, um, know, brain party, but people who are more disposed to have chronic pain, because there are, you know, like genetically, some of us are wired to, you know, on genetics. Like if something environmentally exposes that genetic, yeah. you know, like you get chronic pain, and Just so like some people. Else. Just like anything else, right? Cancer, um, yeah. I don't know. You know, any chronic disease. Um, sometimes they're, they have a lower threshold like, of their neurons firing. And, you know, like it just something triggers one day. And, you know, like they just are in pain. And you were um, mentioning
0: the, um, like this, like you, you were mentioning some stressors and stuff too. And that this is where I've heard something um, before. And I'm sure you've used it. Is like the cup theory, the overflowing cup.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Yep. Yeah,
0: like the like the cup itself is your tolerance for pain and then the the water that you're pouring in it or coffee or milk, um, or almond milk is almond the milk. Yeah, almond, do milk. almond milk. Yeah, this person this person's lactose intolerant. That's the <laughs> Probably. those are like the those are the factors, like the intrinsic factors that lead to pain. So right. um so if you have a lot of things all of a sudden, you know, you're operating at this level where you have a disc herniation but it's not hurting and but you're not that active but you don't have any pain and then all of a sudden one day your mother-in-law passes away and then you got to drive to her funeral but then the car breaks down and then um the economy crashes and you had stocks and it's kind of depressing and then your dog pooped in your shoe and you, you so you had to find you bring the sandals to the funeral and that's just a bad look it's so, just awful
1: you look awful yeah then
0: social suicide yeah um
1: why are you even and then, i don't know
0: yeah, don't even go. You'd be don't better off go. not just supporting my mother. Don't even come. And then your don't. wife divorces you. Um, so that's the sequela. And then that's so much that's so much almond milk overflowing in the cup. And when that overflow happens, is when people when you can describe it as um, this this episode kicks in where they're in pain. And now it's like yeah. now getting out of it is like a whole battle. You know. Right. So and with this, so when you mentioned pain gate theory, just to clarify for the listeners, that would be what you consider the traditional model of pain.
1: Yeah, I will like what people what people when they describe because no one knows, like, you know, and no one in pediatric or outside of, you know, no one outside of like physical therapy or like a medical doctor knows like if I had a parent come in who's like a business or an engineer, they can't, they can't tell me, oh, yeah, the pain gate theory. But like when they describe to me what they how they think of pain, that's usually what it is, you know, like a certain nerve fiber, like, you know, like they tell me, you know, they tell you in. yeah like common knowledge lingo but you can like you can match the stuff of what they're saying up to the pain gate theory it you know it triggers a certain nerve fiber it the fiber runs up to your brain it signals pain so how do we stop it we cut the nerve fiber or what you can't do you stimulate something else you know like the low threshold that the what you usually want to simulate the 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 longer, low threshold nerve fiber. I don't even work on that theory anymore. Like I'm not <laughs> even on yeah. that level anymore. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm on the real world clinic stuff. So like all, all our focuses is to get these kids back, back to their normal lives. And you know, like I'm just the start. I always tell them, I was like, I can't get you back to where you were like doing yoga five times a week. Cause they're so deconditioned. Like literally it just, they come deconditioned. So all we are is trying to get that pain level to come down, their activity threshold to increase, to try to desensitize their nerves and their brain and that pain center in their head to just die down so that they can get a little bit more activity because it shows that the more active you are, the less pain you're having. Like because all the neurotransmitters that you get from exercise, you know, the the emotional release, the community you get you know like all we are is trying to get them active again
0: yeah that's the thing most people want to just do nothing when they're in pain right that's the initial well that's
1: what they do like they i'm like tell me what you're doing right now and usually when they're in pain they're they are sleeping 12 hours their their circadian rhythm is completely opposite they're not drinking water i don't even know what they're eating i don't even want to ask probably not nutritious stuff you know like they're just you know like they're just And you can't blame them. They're just trying to get by, you know, they're teenagers already. They're going through changes, you know, their family, whatever's going on in their family. Like you can't blame them, but like, we at least try to get them with a solid foundation of how to launch from us. Cause I always say, like we always say in the pain clinic, we cannot, we are, we cannot promise you that you will be pain-free, but we can promise you that we're going to give you the building blocks to get your life back to where you want it to be, to get you to your goals, to get you functional again, to get you independent again. That's our goal. That's always the goal.
0: Yeah. A lot of times the pain will take care of itself from there on out because if they fix their sleeping, they're drinking, they're eating their environment, then they're more active. They're getting back to sports and they're a kid. Like I'm going to guess that the outcomes are very good for them in general. Yeah. My, yeah, that's what I would theorize at least. So, um, So do you work with any adult, uh, I mean, you don't, so you work with pediatrics all day, all week, correct?
1: Right. But pediatrics, like people are like, oh, what ages? Like literally I am working from like kids zero, like two months old. I think my youngest one time was like 30 some odd days old to all the way. Like pediatrics is so gray area, but sometimes we get like kids who are 25, you know, like it's so (laughs) great because they just, well, they've been with that doctor for so long. So they're just like that in between transition don't even get me started on that the in between transition from pediatric to adult care chronic care it's really it's hard it's super hard um because there's no one to help you get there they're kind of just like okay bye see you so like a lot of times we just you know like they're they just had this doctor forever and the doctor's comfortable with still seeing him because we know him so well so we have kids sometimes who are in their 20s
0: yeah that's always a sad transition I remember leaving my pediatric doctor
1: yeah, um, me too. It was awful. Was like, she told me, she's like, Okay, bye. And I'm like, What? Yeah. <laughs> you know
0: so much about me.
1: Yeah, where yeah. do I go? You know what my pet dog's name was. Where do I where am I going now? <laughs> I don't even care who I am. Like, what do you mean bye? I know it's so hard. Pediatric to adult, that that's a totally different discussion. But I even went to a lecture about that in Miami when when we were in um, physical therapy school at UM. Mm-hmm. I went to a lecture about that and how they're dropping the ball specifically with kids who have um um, kidney issues, like chronic kidney stuff. Oh. Um, they like how the how death rate increase. That's another topic. That is, I'm getting on the, the transition.
0: Side. So basically, on the transition from going from pediatric to uh, uh, like an internal adult. medicine doctor, like it becomes, they drop a lot of the important things they've been keeping track of for years. Is yeah. that what you're well, saying?
1: It, or, they, or they don't know where to go. Like parents are just confused. Like you had this whole slew of people at your, at, at your children's hospital. You know, Nicholas that you guys have down there you know, you have this whole slew of people behind you and then all of a sudden you age out and you're like, okay, now where do I go? Like they don't know. And it's because like at a pediatric hospital, it's so great, especially with Phoenix Children's where I go, it's like, oh, you have cerebral palsy. Okay, we need to get you lined up with a neuro. We like, they do it. Like, that's just how we do it. Like we line you up. We don't make you guess of where you need to go. But then when you transfer to adulthood, it's kind of like, okay, good luck. Hopefully you know where yeah, to go. Yeah, the
0: multidisciplinary thing is good. The more connections yeah. you can make between the departments that's is what, what makes it successful.
1: I love it. Like when I first started and I'd get the pain kinics, the pain kids only just with a PT eval coming from the community, like their pediatricians, like, I don't know, go to a PT. It was so, our outcomes, I feel like I this is all like subjective. Like I don't have any objective data on this, but for me personally, it is so hard when you are trying to do it yourself because literally sometimes every week you're having the same conversation about the mind-body connection, about how important your mental health is, how important it is to do all the the mindfulness techniques, the the um quiet time, the the all the stuff that Dr. Zachary and Dr. Popenhagen teach these kids, the psychologist stuff that I am not clinically trained for, how hard that is to explain to a family when you're not a psychologist. It's like beating your head up against a brick wall. <laughs> Cause they don't buy in. They can't buy in because yeah. you're a psychologist. I don't know how to explain it, right? I can tell you PT stuff all day long, function, research, hey gate theory. The, the neuroscience, the yeah. neural matrix model. Now I could tell you that all day long at a, at a common level vocabulary. But when it comes to psychology, I have a minor from Arizona State. Like that's how far I got. And so when these parents, <laughs> like, these parents look at you like you're crazy, but like you can't get far just being a PT alone in the pediatric pain world, probably, probably adult world too. You need that multidisciplinary thing. You need it, I love it. It's so great, it's so awesome.
0: So you so so these these things that the that the physicians are coming up with do they expect you to invoke them with your treatment of the kids like
1: oh. cuz
0: some of those techniques can be mixed in with PT have have you guys been working on like
1: yes ways- yes yes so like we kind of we created this working word document that we do for the for our pilot program the rap clinic of Mm -hmm. common terminology that we're gonna use. So like Dr. Ari, Dr. Genovese and and me and Alexa all pull from this um, document to try to keep the lingo the same so that we don't confuse them. Because if you switch up a term, they're like, wait, what does that mean? I'm I'm not used to that.
0: And they don't buy in anymore. That's
1: Right, they're kind of like, wait, I'm getting confused. So yeah, so we, we all, and we're all, we do, We will be for COVID. We would all go in together, at least doctor, at least the the MD and I, we'd go, we all go together to present a united front to kind of tell them what this pain model is, how we're doing it, what it means to be a patient at Phoenix Children's, what, what we're kind of expecting of you to show up, like, cause you need to show up. We need you to show up. So we kind of give that to them. So that just so that, you know, like they're not caught off guard, like what you mean? I have to come to two appointments a week. Like, you like, you know, like that kind of thing. And then dr zakarian will do his thing with the patient and then and then dr genovese and i will eval the patient together so so we're all on the same page we talk about it at the end of the day we're using the same lingo we know who we're talking about we we actually i think i talk to them weekly been, like almost daily i'm in email chains with them too as well and we'll call each other every once in a while if we if they check <laughs> up on a patient when i'm not with them so yes we are all on the same page we we all cohesively get on the same page
0: what are some of the so you guys all work with these kids what are some of the the most common chronic pain things you see in kids because this is an interesting topic that i mean chronic pain in adults we see a lot right. of low back pain we see a, right. uh, chronic knee pain and people come yep. in with the same things it's bone on bone it's i can't bend over forward the disc is going to pop out and destroy my back it's going to be an explosion and then, so it's like the same, what, like, what are, what is, how does that transpose on the kids? What are, what are you seeing with kids um, with these pa- chronic a, pain issues?
1: A lot of what, like, just basic, basic of what you will see, like, like, um, I don't want to call it text, because it's not data backed. But what we see mm-hmm. a lot of, what we, what my coworker and I see a lot of in our PT evaluation is headaches, um, upper trap pain. Like, they'll, they'll, sh- like, sharp shooting stuff because they're so here on their phone all day because they're, oh, they're not, they're not because they're not doing anything. They're either sleeping or on their phone. Cause like, I'm in pain. Like it's, I don't want to move, I'm in pain. Like that's the opposite thinking. Like we have to retrain them like, like movement is good. So the, the upper trap pain, um, usually like along the um, rhomboids like in between your spine and the scapula. So that, you know, that rhomboid area that will be, that will be painful and very like, like you can pick out the trigger points and be like, oh, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so very trigger pointy in that area usually low paraspinals are always tight if they don't report it you always find it like thoracic lumbar paraspinals usually tight um you'll find a lot of so they'll complain of headache shoulder pain they'll call it shoulder pain but it's really upper trap and rhomboids um they'll have this like aching they'll all some of them will call it um like bone pain like like deep achy muscle pain um usually you'll find that kids in kids who have hypermobility because they don't their ligga- their ligaments are so lax that they rely on the the bulk of the muscle to stabilize them so they I, so i get a lot of hypermobile kids like um like eds or like kids who are on the hypermobility spectrum who are in chronic pain as well so i see a lot of those so that's a common that is a common thing is like these kids just skip over because they're just flexible so they start cheerleading and then all of a sudden like puberty hits And, um, so, so this is interesting about chronic pain. So hypermobility is a chronic, is a, is a big theme I see in pain clinic is because these kids, you know, the ones who are like double jointed, they'll be like, you know, in elementary school, like, what I can do. And you're like, Oh, so when you hit puberty guys get testosterone. So their ligaments get stronger because testosterone is like, what is a hormone that will act on ligaments and and makes them (laughs) stronger. Right so usually less flexible when they after they hit puberty girls who have That's hypermobility right. or on the hypermobility they get um oh my gosh why my, oh my gosh estrogen Ugh. they get estrogen estrogen makes ligaments laxer right because we're women right we bear children we have to be laxer so they get even more flexible so oh, they're boy. the they're the people who are stunting and cheerleading who can do the splits like or who aren't even active and can like do, they'll be like, oh, watch this. And they can do like party tricks with their shoulder. And you're just like, Whoa. so that's what I, I commonly see is a lot of hypermobility. They'll complain of like bulk pain, like bulk muscle pain. The kids who are just chronic pain, um, they'll they'll complain of like calf pain, ankle pain, um, a lot of like everything's hard. I can barely like walk from my classroom, like these, the common theme is they don't go to a brick and mortar school. They move to online school because they literally cannot make it through the day because they don't have the energy, like the cup theory. So the cup, like their cup is so full, you add more activities in and they're done. Like they spill over, they can't do it. And that's why they're sleeping for 12 hours because they can't handle it. Like they can't handle the extra activity because they're in so much pain mentally, physically, physically, they cannot handle it. Hormones going biologically can't handle it. So that's what the common... That's true. Yeah, see.
0: puberty is like a huge traumatic event oh, in your huge.
1: life. Oh, huge. Like, we don't even think about that. But I always ask, okay, so... And it, it's always in the paperwork, too. We we hand them, like, a pretty thick, like, four or 5 page, um, like, fill-out form to, like, just so that we can glance over to kind of get, like, a better picture of where their pain's at. Like, we have, like a, like, a person who's about this big on the paper, like, front and back, and they circle where all their pain is abdominal pain. You see a lot of abdominal pain, um, in kids who have chronic pain. And that's a theme like, and it doesn't come from a stomach ache. It's just, it's there. I don't know, call it anxiety, call it like, um, I don't know. I don't know what the etiology is, but they usually wow. always have abdominal pain. So we're like- not sure why it's
0: there, but so how do you, how do you go ahead and treat something that's uh, cause I know with kids, I mean, honestly, when I treat pediatrics, um, that have those kind of conditions. Uh, that would be like one of the tougher patients for me, for sure. Right
1: there, and this, this is the thing, Rob. This was so. This is the thing where I got out of school and I had to learn, and it was such a curve for me because my dogs are gonna bark. My husband just got home, so sorry, guys. Um, it's okay, quiet. every
0: part of every part of like a Zoom call. You, you need the dogs barking.
1: I know you need the dogs, right? The pit bulls. Like both my pit bulls are like, Oh, they're home. So this <laughs> is the thing that was such a curveball for me that really threw me, and and I, I hate to look back on it because. I, you know, you learn as a clinician, you know, it's a practice, but like, I'm looking back, I'm like, oh, I just messed up. Like that first three months of like three to six months of being in the pain clinic uh, and me having to read all these textbooks and doing d- research on the weekends. I probably messed up. But the thing that you're finding peace in PT research with, for pain, as well as like medical, any medical p- pain research, chronic pain, there is no answer like i can't tell you oh that one time you're jumping on your aunt betty's trampoline and you know you busted your knee like i can't i can't give you like you know like like i can't give you a tangible yeah. thing like and and that's what that's... they're hoping for you know and that's what gives them hope is like oh this is because of this and they try to link mm-hmm. it back to something and i can't yeah. because that's... it's it's like yeah i can't like yeah if happens... you had to.
0: That happens, happens with the uh, with my patient. I mean, obviously, like, the classic patients, like, the, like you'll have, like, the 15th appointment. And for, like, 13 appointments in a the row, they'll be like, it, why does it hurt right here, though? Right yeah. here, why? why and I'm like, yeah, you, you give all different types of answers. One day, you might tell them, well, you might play, like, the I don't have imaging. Well, I, you know, I don't have x-ray right. eyeballs, but... You know, so we're treating how it presents, and then the next time you might say something like, you might give the whole chronic pain, pain neuroscience education rant, and that might be good enough to hold them over, but, you know, in the end, yeah. people with chronic pain, they always want answers, and, like, they can't, yeah. they want to know why this exact pain is happening, and it's so hard to just be like, it's difficult, and the people yeah. don't want to hear but, that either, because there's no answer No, they it. don't. The old model was so nice. You could just say, "I know,
1: right?" Ah, the, the disc is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do, we're gonna simu- We're not gonna stimulate the A and C fibers anymore. We're gonna go for the low threshold nerve fibers. We're gonna do some manual. We're gonna do some. I don't. I don't even have modalities at my clinic to be honest. I don't use any modalities on my kids. I I sometimes I will tape them. I, I'm not. I I'm a fan of kinesio taping. I don't go to yeah. everybody, but you know sometimes there's a purpose for it. But but um. And sometimes they're on gabapentin, which is a which is a neuro a neuro pain drug. It can be used for pain. So sometimes they're on gabapentin. Sometimes the, the MD will see it see the, the fitting that they get on gabapentin. Some kids will come to us and be, I don't want meds. Like awesome. We don't have to do meds. That's your choice. But back to like the reasoning, that's why parents are coming. It is so hard. Like there's some days where I'm going home, like stressing out. Some days I cried in my Durango. Because oh, these parents will be like a come country to you song, and they want, the, I know, right? Driving home my Durango in Arizona down the freeway. Sometimes
0: a I cry, morning.
1: my Durango. Oh. You know, you so Arizona,
0: Durango. All I need
1: is my cowboy boots. Um, but they, but it stresses you out because these parents, like they see their kid in pain at home they see their their child not doing what they normally do they don't participate in family activities anymore they're depressed and the parent is coming to you wanting an answer and you literally cannot give them an answer because but you can but this is and it's so much parent education too and i've probably offended some people which is okay you know like it happens we all offend people you know like that's what happens when you work with people but um you have to educate the parent. This is what I don't do. Rob, I'll tell you what I don't do. After evaluating them, I never ask about their pain levels ever again. And that's the one thing that psychol- like the pain yeah. psychologists have talked to us about is redirecting mindfulness, connecting the mind body again. Movement is best. Like I know you don't want to like, and all the kids will be like, like you said, I have pain so bad right here. Oh, I'm so t- sorry, Jimmy, but guess what? Um, you know what? Let's get on the bike and you tell me about your week like that's how I redirect it's constantly redirecting constantly encouraging them do your homework do the homework that we give you the exercises do the abdominal bracing do the deep breathing do the um progressive muscle relaxation giving them all these tools for their toolbox to do throughout the day and at school so that they don't think about the pain anymore that it just kind of you know everything else brushes that away because that's what we're combating like you you know it's it's physiological it's mental it's environmental it's 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 so much it's so much
0: yeah what so do you mention progressive muscle relaxation Can, yeah what's that all about? let's hear that so it's, that like, sounds... it's through
1: an app yeah our pain psychologists use it it's through an app and it like and we learned it in school i think it was oh what was i don't want i forgot whose class it was but it's like progressively it's almost like yoga you know where you lay there at the end in yoga and the the instructor's like you're sinking into sand and you like you know like the progressive relaxation of your muscles like not like i'm not going to just sit here and be like okay relax pods." okay relax everything just relax okay just loosey-goosey like you can't do that you have to like you know like strategically relax yes please relax now get massages because i can't relax i am the worst patient ever i cannot Relax.
0: I always so, think about I'm like, how much time is left in this massage? Like,
1: yeah.
0: is it like 40 minutes or is it 20 minutes? I'm like, it's gonna end soon. This sucks.
1: Yeah. I need to get a massage
0: yeah. where I determine when it ends. Like, it could be three hours, and I'm just like, okay, I'm done with you. Yeah.
1: But... I know. I don't even go to anybody. Like, if something happens, i will just have like Trevor. I'll like be like, hey, you need to press at this muscle for like yeah. three to five it's seconds. So stop- yeah. <laughs> it's It's not fun. It. No. <laughs> And then I'll be in the bed, scurvy, like, oh, I'm the worst patient. I'm literally the worst patient. Yeah, everyone <laughs> wants, like, oh,
0: can it, they want PTs, oh, can you massage me? And it's like, yeah, like, but my massages are, like, so functional, and, like, they're yeah. not fun. It's like, I'm going to dig yeah. my thumb in here, and you're going to do some active movements, and it's going to yes. reduce your pain. But Don't like, ask it's not, me.
1: They're
0: not going to get, like, a nice, like, effleurage, like a
1: – Yes. What do they call None that? tree of that- hands? <laughs> I 't haven't, I haven't done that since um year one year two I have not done any of that
0: yeah I can't even I in my clinic I couldn't even pull that off it would be no gym gym goers I guess you know maybe in the in-house private stuff but then I just uh. become no, then none of I'm a masseuse come on I'm a PT over here I know so yeah with, so with progressive muscle relaxation it sounds like it's uh it's and this this connects right back into pain neuroscience because we're using the mind to gently relax the body and you're creating right. connections and it's not a bad experience it's a positive experience and you're not even right. having to move so it's a great way to do something when there's nothing else to do and you can do it from laying in bed and it sounds it sounds like it's a great way to get people to um acknowledge each part of their body and just relax it and then reduce pain which messes with their threshold in a good way
1: yeah Probably yeah yeah, with the neuro with the neurotrans, the neuro threshold yes yeah that's what it's all about you know and like and this is one thing I'll tell you what PTs struggle with, with the, if they still are operating on the pain gate theory system, what we really struggle with is, so like, I'll get, so I'll get other PTs in community and they'll be like, so it's all in their head because, because there's not a, there's not a tangible source because you know, like, okay, like we get kids who like jumped off a roof. So they broke their ankle. That's tangible. You know, you did some tissue damage. you Shredded some muscle, yeah. Broke some bones, like you probably went through some ligaments, like that's tangible. There's there's reason for that pain. But then you get the kids with the chronic pain who have been in pain for two, three, a year, years, and they'll be like, "So it's in their head." And you're, and then you have to explain. Even I get that from parents. So is it in their head? And (laughs) it's not in their head. It's 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 everything. It's this it's this episode of pain. How long have they been in pain? A year. So that means their stress hormones are probably really high. All the neurotransmitters coming back and forth, there's probably some axonal or some neural um, swelling. Chemically, they're like all the, you know, all the neuroscience things in their body, the chemistry of the body that's off right now, plus like the mentality. If you know you're in pain, like the brain does some pretty powerful stuff. Like if you're in pain, you don't want to move, you know? Like you just don't want to do it. Like why would why would I move? Like, why would I move?
0: Yeah, it's like in your nature not to move, you know? Yeah. That's just how it is, especially in today's day and age. Maybe, um, uh, you know, a long time ago when you're traveling in packs and you hurt yourself. You had no choice but to continue. But now, it's like I could totally just get on my phone for three days straight and do nothing.
1: Right. Why not just do TikTok in my bed during the pandemic? (laughs) I know there's so many
0: excuses not to do anything now. There's so many excuses to develop chronic pain, people. Let's just let's just do them all it's just develop chronic pain everyone well um, that's what
1: i'm like my coworker and i we're super curious to see how this pandemic like the, where whenever it ends or if it does end i don't know or when we get back how many chronic pain patients there's gonna be because well my husband my husband works with teenagers and like you know like i i work with teenagers like ones that who aren't even in the chronic pain clinic you know like some who come through because of i don't know they had a surgery or they sprayed in, you know, so many reasons. You know, like we all work with teenagers for different reasons in that clinic. And like they they have no social, like there's been no socializing. They've been on their phones, they've been isolated, there's no school, but for good reason. I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not I'm not being political. Do not but like but you know, I'm just saying the facts. Like we haven't <laughs> been able to be social.
0: What are and your like, opinions you on opening schools? <laughs> no, don't ask This me, is what this podcast to. is about.
1: This is why I have a 15 month old, so I don't have to have an opinion. I literally, yeah. I like, this is why I have, like, I, oh, Trevor and I talked about that. I'm so glad, person so young, because, like, I don't, I don't even know. But, like, you know what like, these kids are facing? Some parents, like, I have some, we have patients who are like, parents who are like, you make the choice. Do you want to go back to school or do you want to be online? I have some kids who are terrified of COVID. I have some oh, kids no. who are not. I have some kids who are anxious, just even going to the grocery store to grab something they need. Like, so how many, how many pain patients? are gonna be coming out of this pandemic. But then I also have some kids who tell me like we'll follow up with them who've like dropped off because they didn't want to come in clinic come into the clinic because of the pandemic. We'll follow up with them and they'll be like, I'm great because you took the stressors away. You took the school stressor away. You took the social stressor away you took the family, the family um expectations because there is no expectations. It's a pandemic. There's no expectations. Mm-hmm. So like and this plays into the environment again. Like what environment are you functioning in and how does it individually affect you? And that's what the pain program at PCH is all about. It is individually tailored and it's to meet your needs.
0: Oh look at that. I feel like I feel like this is an advertisement for them. Everyone listening go. I know I'm great. I'm happy that you love your job so much. This is great. And I hope Miami has an option like this for kids. But you were mentioning earlier that that one doctor was from Miami. Did he study at Miami or is he born in Miami?
1: The, the, which one?
0: The doctor that you work with. You said that he was from Miami.
1: Oh, Dr. Zakarian. He's from Miami. So he went, he, he like was born and raised there. And then I think he did, but then he went to do research in California. And then I don't know how he got to Phoenix Children's, but he was, so he went to like elementary junior high and high school in, in Miami. So He's like, so you, get from
0: of, you get some of that accent, you get to hear the accent, yeah, so, which is good. I'm like, yeah, oh,
1: have you gone back and visited your family? Have you gone to and we'll like talk about such and such? Spot oh, and we'll, yeah,
0: like the different places, yeah, yeah. So he have you he can to, relate.
1: How is
0: it? Yes, <laughs>
1: How's the beach? How's the sand? I, miss I know, true.
0: You do have sand over there, but it's like desert sand, right? It's
1: desert. How far
0: are you from it's the deep. desert?
1: I can walk a mile I'm just, I'm <laughs> on the edge of like I'm on the edge of um so I live in Mesa I'm on the edge of like Mesa and Apache Junction um there's some there's some oh, wow, that just sounds. Of... yeah it sounds right but no like so I live in a I live in a neighborhood like I don't live out in the middle of nowhere but like um but like yeah the desert like you could just walk anywhere and it's like the desert's you know I mean, yeah, I live in a suburb, but like the desert, literally, I could drive a mile and be in the desert, you know?
0: Yeah, they like plant these houses on top of desert, right? And then yeah. now, but if you stray too far, the fox will get you. Or the, what's well, like the a coyote. desert animal?
1: like coyotes. I
0: the coyotes.
1: Watch I coyotes. Out for the coyotes. There's, we have to be careful. There's coyotes that run around here because the, the desert is so close. I mean, literally, I, li- I back up to the superstition mountains. Like, I can see the back of the superstition mountains.
0: So you have good you views, right? You can see I have the, great
1: views. It's awesome. It's so pretty. I live right next I'm like right next to the freeway as well, the 60, the US 60. I live a mile from the US wow, 60. great so location. I know. Boom. I'm like selling, everything I'm is selling within reference <laughs>
0: right now. <laughs> you're selling you like Phoenix. It? You're selling your house. I am going to work at the it. Children's Hospital and I'm going to work in, and I'm going to live in your house. Uh, honestly, you I've been trying much.
1: to get Trevor and I've been trying to get Sarah to move here for about a year and a half. We've been scheming and be like, "Oh, we should tell Sarah. There's a sports Position opening at Phoenix children. Oh, get yeah. Down she here. would
0: love I think she would love Arizona
1: Me too. You can go hiking snow skiing in the winter time You can go salt river tubing when there's not a pandemic you can go Wadding <laughs> hiking shooting there's gun. There's outside gun ranges if you're into that There's like you can literally do anything hunting you can go up north or you can go like camping. You can go See the Grand Canyon. You can go hike some mountains up and do you guys have hurricanes or- though? No, we get haboobs.
0: What's a haboob?
1: Oh, I'm glad you asked. It's a huge <laughs> wall. You should go look up a video. It is a huge wall of just dust, and it like and oh, it God. sounds like you're like, oh, that's nothing. But no, like if you get caught in it, it's oh, it's awful. It, it's a haboob. Go look up like the 2008 haboob or something, or like the 2004. I forgot what haboob it was. It 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 knocks out power <laughs> lines. It will destroy uh, your pool. Arabic word. It yeah. Stuff. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. It comes from like the Middle East, I think. I think. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. No, it's haboobs. Well, no haboobs. So a haboob is just a dry version of a uh, of a of a hurricane in a
1: way. Yeah. Like, with sand. Like a, so it's a hurricane with sand.
0: I'd rather have a hurricane. Well, yeah. But can a haboob like tear a house off its floor?
1: I I've never seen it do that, but like your dust, your house will be covered, and it usually lasts like I don't know, like it's an hour sometimes, twenty minutes. Like wow. it just it's like it just comes through and just wrecks havoc. And then it's, it's crazy
0: gone. how yeah, it's crazy how na- nature just develops these like little Freak out moments. Like where yeah. was that sand? It's just chilling there, and then decided to haboob everyone at once.
1: Yeah, I don't know where it comes. It's like an it's avalanche like, of sand,
0: idea. essentially. Yeah, it's, it yeah, is. It's it probably is. like and stored and up you, and then.
1: It's so big you can see it from an airplane. Like people take videos of it from an airplane. Like you it's that big like you can see it coming in like (laughs) it's not go look it up I swear the videos are fast. Yeah, I'm interested
0: now I think I might have seen some videos before on this stuff. So I'm interested to hear that so You know the haboob is a perfect segue to the next question because pain can be Pain can be like a haboob. It can come on and it can hit you and then all of a sudden you don't worry about the habu, but then your pool is full of sand. You let the sand stay in the pool, and it was just the pain. And then after a while, the sand just messes up your pool for a while. And then you got to clean it out. It's a bigger job because the sand is in the filter. It's stuck
1: it's in the ladder.
0: Sand. It's yeah, it's denigrated it's the ladder. Gross. So it's gross. No one wants it. So you know. So that was a good transition, I think.
1: Um, that was really good. That's that's yeah. almost that's that's borderline professional. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the best I can do at this point, borderline professional. So so when you so just to to reiterate, because this is this is this seems to be the theme of the show here is like this transition from from taking people that have had acute pain. So pain that's been recent, there's a definite um, thing that caused it, and then it becomes um, it becomes chronic. So, you know, these, these are these are key factors in time. Are there some are there some things that you have noticed that lead to more chronic pain situations? Like, I think we referenced this earlier, but like, like for example, like a traumatic accident um, with someone that's not active versus like maybe like a little scratch with someone that isn't, um, who is very active. Um, or, pe- or kids that do kids that play sports, for example, have like a higher threshold for pain because they've been through these things growing up? Or does that not really make a difference when you stop moving in general?
1: I you know what there's so I have so many just like I guess case studies or just like I don't know just stories of my experience but like what I've seen is like sometimes and sometimes there's not an acute injury sometimes it's just like just um sometimes you know what you should go look up what people should look up go look up conversion disorder that I've had a couple of we've had a couple of those diagnoses come through that will throw you through a loop and that And that takes the whole theory of like, there was an acute thing and then a chronic thing and then environment. Sometimes they're just not. Sometimes it's like some brain chemistry. Sometimes there's just life events. And then like, well, and and, like, I don't know, think about it. Like, you know, you and I, we're both active. And I'll think about this on a run sometimes. Sometimes like the inside of my, sometimes my instep will start, start hurting. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll probably like have, Trevor like do some stuff to it real fast or I'll do it real fast and like I'll be fine and then I don't think about it ever again but for some of these for but for some of these kids and adults as well who are in this like I don't know like maybe there's some stressors in their life like you said they're going to a funeral and their and their car breaks down and then their shoe and then a dog and then their husband wants a divorce like you know you have like take the environment and then add that little plantar fasciitis like it's the end of the world like, and then that just trigger, and you know, it could be a triggering event, kind of like genes, how a dream, a gene can click on, you know, it's just a triggering event. And then they have the back pain. And then, you know, cause they're limping so bad. And then yeah. the back pain comes, you know, like who knows what happens. And I always tell patients, I can't tell you what came first, the chicken or the egg. I can't tell you if something happened, then you got the pain or if the pain started coming and then you had something happen. I can't tell you, but what I've noticed is the patients who are more motivated and most resilient are the ones who have a goal, a set goal that they're working for, or they were active and they know what activity feels like versus taking, like, this is where education comes in a lot because we are such educators, but the kids who are in chronic pain who have never been active before, and you start doing low, just even that exercise is just, just abdominal bracing. And they'll be like, "Oh, that hurts. You have to change their language. No, it's not hurting this is working your muscles this is what soreness feels like it's not pain this is yes it is uncomfortable but your body is not being damaged there's no tissue damage being done at the cellular molecular tissue tissue level there's no damage being done this is what it feels like to work out and like that's where the that's where the education comes in but a lot of the times i feel like the kids who do I want to say like what come bounce back fast or the ones who come through who are athletes and they have something they're working towards or the kids who are like I'm sick of this I'm getting out of this I want to change my life and I want to get this done for the better and I want to get over this so please teach me like those are the ones that I see um, just who excel and then you know you get some sad stories who like you know like who like, you know, parents p- play a huge factor. And that's the huge thing where education, where the doctor and the pain psychologist come in. Cause I can't do it all. Like none of us, none of us can do it alone. Like the parent education, because sometimes you, c- you have to tell them like, Mr. sure Mrs. Smith, I'm sorry, your daughter's in pain. But like to get on this program, to get bought in, you cannot let them just sit around all day. You need to encourage them to do their home exercise, to do the methods that Dr. Zakarian is giving them to, to, you know, get them doing little bits of activity that they can tolerate a day. Like, Hey, let's go walk 10 feet outside down the block, not in Arizona heat. Cause it's 120, but mm-hmm. like, Hey, let's like when it's that's nighttime, when it's, out. oh my gosh, don't do it in, in, without shoes on, but Hey, let's go down. Let's go take a walk outside. Let's just go down the park and back. Let's, you know, let's just let, not a target run. Let's not do a target run. Let's just walk 20 feet to the park and back. Like that's where we start sometimes. And it takes the household to buy in. Like you have one, the patient has to buy in, the parents have to buy in, the household has to buy in because if they, because let me tell you the, the, the factor where these, that cripples these kids is if one, they're not motivated, they're not bought in, but also huge factor. If these parents are like, ah, you're in pain today. That's okay. Go back to bed. I won't put any demands on you. But like, but you have to. But as a parent, like if like Carson, if he's in pain, like I can totally being a parent, I can totally get it now. I totally get where they're coming from because when Carson like hits his head on the wall on accident because he tripped, like I don't want you to be in pain. But at the same time, kid, like you need to walk it off because it's gonna happen again. Like I know, you know, you, like you have to find. I feel like the line. urge would
0: be to be very caring to your child. Yeah. So you're yeah. you're dealing with a unique situation because parents. It's so with me, it's like adults that I'm like, "Come on, we got to get through this together." I'll probably do it in a nicer sense cuz you know, I'm just trying right, to Right, you
1: with have them. to. You have to.
0: But when you're working with a parent, it's like, "Okay, so now you got to work with the kid on their thing and then you got to like convince the parent that they got to stop acting a certain way that might be making the kid right. worse."
1: It's a complete behavior total, change.
0: Yeah, you're like, "You got to raise your kid yeah. differently." Or you got to change the way you raise your kid differently. Um yeah. so yeah, I can imagine. I mean, like with my nephews I like, you know, for like wrestling and they start You know, and I, you know, I totally pile drive him and he survives. He'll, uh, you know, he'll, he'll like, if he starts whining about something, that's not a big deal. Like it's like, that was a joke. But if it's not like actually something big, like, come on, you know, and that kind of they get right over it in a second. So with pain, pain can be taught the same way. And like you were saying earlier about um, pain, like being in the head, like, yeah, technically you could say it's in the head because it's your brain moderates like these signals. that's coming from your periphery.
1: Your brain so, processes everything, the threat, exactly. the I mean, threat it's, level.
0: It's, yeah, and, and that's your brain's inside your head. But when people say it's in your head, they're thinking like the way they're it's saying fate. it is like, yeah, like you have it's a, you have a psycho- psychological condition that no. you're making it up. Like, and um, that's what I always
1: tell them. It's not your, I don't, I believe you. Whenever kids will come in and tell me, it's. I first off, I believe you. Because pain is subjective. I can't quantify pain. There, There's no way, there, there's a way to put it on a scale and quantify it. There's no way to objectively measure pain. There is no imaging. There's nothing to be done unless I have like what a functional MRI that they do f-m-r-i. on like researches. Yeah, I can't do that. So yeah. pain is subjective, and and it's yeah, like you said, like like it's it's totally like it is. Like you know, it's everything moderating. Like it, and I always tell them, I, I believe you. I I am not calling you crazy. I'm not calling you crazy. I am not thinking you are lying about this. I don't think mm. you're making this up they are really experiencing pain. And that's what you, like, I have to, you have to educate the PT community. You have to educate the parents. They're not, and you know, sometimes kids do, you know, kids don't want to go to practice. So they'll say like, Oh, I hurt. And, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking, these kids literally hurt and they feel it like they feel it. It's not made up. It's, it's, you know, it's, and that's what makes it hard for us to wrap our head around is because it's like, there's nothing tangible. And that's what makes it hard for parents too. You know, it's not tangible so they don't know how to fix it. So it's like, you know, go ahead, lay in your bed all day. Like, that's yeah, the only way I know to make it better.
0: Up. It's honestly, it's, it's like someone going to um, a psychologist and saying they're sad. Like, you as a psychologist, you understand that there's certain, you know, biological and psychological and social issues that caused it, and you're going to work on that. Right. Um, it's the same thing if someone comes to a PT with pain, which is like kind of a similar comparison. Right. Like, we understand that the pain, there's biological, psychological, and social aspects to their pain they're feeling. But we, we want to help them. But, you know, we, we can't go out there and say, oh, it's in your head because we know it'll be perceived a certain way. But, and right. that's my, that might be the, what they're thinking when they come in. It's all in their head. And, yes, it's in, it's, their brain moderates a lot of these things. And we work on that as PTs. Um, yes. so we, we just need to articulate and, and, and we do a good job with that. I'm sure you do a way awesome job because that's like what you do all day at, at letting them know that like, okay, you can get better. You know, yes. I know how you yep. feel. I'm not denying the fact that you're in pain. In fact, I will agree with anything you say about your pain. If you said it feels like an elephant stepping on you, I'd be like, that's fine. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, that's how it's going to be. Elephants walking on you. I believe it. We're gonna work yeah. on getting that elephant off of you, and it's awesome because yes. we can agree with them, and we can also think that it's in their brain, not their, I guess, yeah. not their head, in the way that they think it's in their head.
1: No, so I think it's that's not. A... Yeah, and so that's what like the multidisciplinary clinic. That's what it all is. It's it's reconnecting the mind body, putting everything together, like trying to find a, a, like trying to find homeostasis. I guess is like the word trying to find. And you know, like they may have some pain. And it may get worse, you know, with some stressors and they're going to have to use the, have to use, it, it's literally, you're going to have to use it. It's like school. You have to use what they give you, what Dr. Ari Zakarian gives you and Dr. Um, Genovese gives you and like what I give you, like, you're going to have to use it because yeah, we can give you all these, like I have like Alex and I, and like everybody at PCH, like we're just, Alexa and I are just at Gilbert, but everybody at PCH, all the pain PTs at PCH, we have so many handouts and like, it's it's overwhelming, but it's like, you have to use it to give yourself an edge over this pain. And so that's where it comes in. Like, it's like a resource you're gonna have to use, like the whole, like muscle relaxing and redirecting, refocusing, because if those stressors are gonna come, you can't live in a vacuum all your life. And yeah, your pain might flare back up, but, but now we've given you the foundation hopefully and educated you enough to combat that pain. And if you need me come back again, but hopefully you don't, and hopefully you can combat the pain and be functioning again and be an independent member of society.
0: Yeah. I mean, you do you see some, what percentage of the kids that you see have chronic pain conditions that are relatively, I mean, permanent or like things that are like more like systemic issues.
1: I or have you know. seen like, a
0: lot of people being able to get better, no matter what the cause? I mean, you were talking about things as weird as stomach pain for no reason. So I yeah, mean, I guess know, like, they have a, quite a range. You have movement-based had, musculoskeletal yeah. pain that turned into chronic pain, and then you have things like stomach pain, which you can't really explain. You know, are these yeah. are these things that reco- that have a surprising amount of similarities in their treatment, or?
1: Yeah, well, like like uh, like parents will be like, oh, they had a new pain today. Like they're they have this pain that popped up that doesn't change my treatment. Like we take them, I take them through a graded dosing exercise that they can tolerate at their level that week. And hopefully you're doing your homework for your week because guess what? Week two is coming and week two is a progression of week one. And guess what? Week three will be coming and week four and week five and week six. Like, so it's graded. It's all research-based. Like Alexa and I, like everybody at PCH, we have done our research. It is graded. It is dosed. We, we take breaks if we need to we kind of try to move you away from breaks as we go like <laughs> just throwing that in there but, don't tell me. Yeah. but you know like but we give grace but like you know but like i i've seen so many people so many kids i've walked through and like like the worst where they're where they're describing stuff that, like the elephant and i'm like i don't even know what that feels like and you're you're overwhelmed by what they're telling you like as the evaluator you were like goodness gracious I, I am so overwhelmed, but it doesn't it doesn't matter, and it matters at the same time because guess what your pain I'm going to treat the same way, maybe a little bit different, maybe we'll do a couple different things because your stomach pain like maybe we need to get some rotation in that abdomen when you get the abdomen working again because you're probably avoiding using your deep your deep um, core and you're probably avoiding using your core because of that pain so we need to get your core stronger so you know like there's little individual things but yeah everybody goes through a structural PT just exercises that starts from the core, builds its way up. But I don't, I I care about your pain, but at the same time, I don't care what it is because I am going to treat it and run you through the program with a little bit of individualized twist because I care, I care, I deeply care, but we are going through this program just like everybody else is. And like, it's, it's a structure and like with room to individualize, but I pain is, you know, pain is pain and we're trying to move you out of it. That is the goal. That is
0: the goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's it seems like I mean, that's for any PT. That's the goal. But, you know, with a chronic pain, it really becomes a whole experience. It sounds like you're combining a lot of aspects of traditional physical therapy, right? which is based in a lot of research, obviously, with um, with these concepts that are more related to pain neuroscience, mm-hmm. which at yeah. this point look, I mean, from a layman's term, they look a lot less. Technical, like you're saying earlier, if we wanted to be super technical, we could get so granular with like the joint movements and every little nerve being hit, and then we could, and you could convince someone of that. And if you do and you can make them feel better, they'll think that that's the exact reason that they got better. But right. but combining pain neuroscience with this more musculoskeletal approach, and honestly, pain neuroscience isn't like its own, it should be just included within that, and that's what it is. But I'm just okay. saying, um. That's how people view it, at least. Um, it, it is a combination of things. And a, one particular interesting thing that you brought up is graded uh, exposure or progressive exposure. Like, can you explain that a little bit for the listeners? Because I think that's a huge concept of, of pain neuroscience That's that everyone can use. Right. Because with graded exposure or progressive exposure, that's the whole concept of introducing someone to something that they're fearing. So I'll let you take yeah. the rest of it, though.
1: Well, so a lot of our, I'm going to be honest, shout out to Adrian Lau, Dr. Adrian Lau. So we, so my coworker who I've done that started this pain, who, who was involved in the pain clinic with me, we both worked together with the multidisciplinary aspect. Um, she, he came to NAU and did a, and did a, um, guest lecture. And so that's how she knew about him. Cause we both got mm-hmm. put, put in there. Like we got hired on at PCH and they're like, do you want to do the pain clinic? And we're like, we're first we're like just out of school. Sign me up. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm ready to Yeah, learn. we're
0: so eager to learn. Yeah,
1: put me in. Just put me in. And I'll like, <laughs> succeed. Hey, I probably sank a little bit. I'm gonna be honest. I sank probably the first little bit, but you know what? Like <laughs> UM taught me well. I just kinda swam to the top. But um, so we so we did a lot of research. We read his text we're reading his textbook. We read, he has like a like a short, like it's great, like maybe a 45 minute read handbook of Common knowledge, probably at an eighth grade level, of what pain neuroscience is. And there's one for the patient, there's one for the clinician, and there's also a workbook. It's awesome. Go look up Adrian Lau if you're a PT who has like chronic pain patients. Adrian Lau, he's awesome. And his stuff is on Amazon. It's great. He wrote, so, yeah,
0: he wrote a book um, called, I have it right here, I think. Explain pain. Was he involved yeah. in that? Oh, that was David Butler, Lorima Mosley. Um, are these other two pain neuroscience guys that and i'm sure adrian he probably contributed to them. this he,
1: cause he yeah because they're all it's a brits cohesive work so we so alexa and i read this read his work read some of it during the pandemic and and before but we put mostly alexa with alexa did a lot of the work i did a lot of the re- it's a tag team effort but what we <laughs> came up with yeah. was this we needed to start at the core what we realized and what, what this goes back to what you asked me about what the common theme you see No one has a core. No one uses their core. So we had to start at the low. So it is, it is basically week one is like is functional activity with abdominal bracing, like finding that transverse abdominis, because there's so much research on the transverse abdominus. That thing is a huge driver of breath. It's a huge player in pain. It's a huge driver in core stability. So we always start with the rectus with the transverse abdominis and we'll do like bracing for it takes people something 20 minutes to find that TA. It's crazy. How no do you cue? It, it? What's the
0: best cues for you? This is like what? the ultimate fi- discussion for PT.
1: Oh my gosh. So I, I poke, I'm a poker. I like manual. Oh I like, God, like tangible. I know. I'm like, it's right here. And then I'll describe it. It feels as if like, you know, like, um, like if it's a guy, like I'll say like, you know how, like someone like your brother's going to rush at you or your, someone's going to punch you, you know how you tense up. That's that feeling. Or if you're lifting a heavy box, like, that's the feeling you get. Like, you know, that grunting, that, like, yeah. like you know, that, yeah, where you're holding your breath, like, with like, you're moving something heavy, like a couch. And and they usually get it after that. So that's how I cue it. But then, like, we'll do, like, um, just easy bridges. Like, or mm-hmm. we'll, like, that's week one. Just easy, like, there's four exercises all about the transverse abdominis. Week two, still mat, but it's more, like, um transverse abdominis bracing two with a little bit of glutes and hamstrings and then week three is on built on top of that where we're we're doing single leg group bridges with like transverse abdominis bracing you know and it goes from there to like week progressively high,
0: exposing them
1: progressively and to where they know they already they don't even they, i don't even have to remind them to brace they already know where it's at and they can tolerate the high level plank they can tolerate standing eccentric toe tax like stuff like that you know that's just how we work it we start from the mat supine and work from there
0: yeah and this is once again the concept is like whenever you're in chronic let's say like every physical therapist in the world disappeared we all went to mars to discover some aliens to help if you had to figure out one thing to get yourself out of pain it would be like start easy and progress it to hard and that's that's the easiest way to put it
1: yeah that's and that's what we tell everybody like i'm not like i have some kids who are like i want to go back to running i'm like okay, that's great. That's awesome. I love that you love to run, but we're not going to be running a mile tomorrow. And if you do, I'm going to advise you against it because we have to get you there slowly. We have to build you back up because I'm here for, honestly, I'm here for two things. I'm here for their betterment and I'm here for their success. And I don't want to put them in like, oh yeah, go run a mile in two weeks. Like you go for it, Zach. Like I'm not going to do that to them because they're going to backslide and then be in even more pain. And my yeah. their outcomes are going to be bad. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm basically, basically setting them up for failure. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, they'll get so motivated and so like wanting to just move. And I, you can't do that. You know, it's got to be over time. You know, we'll come up with a program. Like when we get to week eight, let's start doing a walk run program. Let's start doing a walking program. Let's start doing a walk jog. Let's start doing a jogging. You know, like you got to work. You start, you got to start small. You can't just go into it.
0: Yeah. With my, with my patients, I, you know, if I'm viewing this in, in a long-term concept, like if I see them hit, various milestones like all of a sudden after a couple appointments they' they've really made uh, progress on their knee uh, flexibility and they can actually jog pretty well when they like they, they, they notice themselves jogging up the stairs and they go, hey like I'm thinking about going for like a little jog and although like I wouldn't do that in the clinic yet, yeah although I wouldn't do it in the clinic yet like over the, the next few weeks I know what they' what they're what they're thinking and I'm like okay we can start probably letting them try these things. In the clinic and then because they 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 notice themselves like oh i was running like i ran out to the mailbox and i didn't even realize it and i'm like i I won't be like why did you do that oh my god i'll be like good like you gotta get that positive vibes because they already did it
1: yeah so you gotta be oh yeah that's good Good yeah
0: now yeah now we're gonna work towards that and like you know and honestly if they tell me like that weekend they went for like a a run even though i didn't like advise for it but it worked out fine then i have like A new time frame in my head i'm like okay well now we could probably get to that way sooner now they already went for it they're fine and sometimes you can take some of those setbacks because if it's a little baby setback because they went for something um but they feel good about it afterwards then i'll just frame it as like that was great we you know we noticed something but let's just change this up a little bit so it's all about being like a movement optimist in that sense and 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 framing things right because it is, it's a total psych game at times trying to work with people and, and, and convince them and have them understand from the inside out that like movement is good and that, yes. um, but too much too soon is not. So it is about being progressive. And right. that's what the pro- graded exposure, progressive exposure comes from.
1: Right. And it leaks into their function. Like it, like, because in pediatrics, you're all about being functional and all about being like independent community, being back in the community, being part of the community, being a kid again so like i'll have kids who like can't even go on a target run with their friends so and and they're anxious about it like you said like and but then i'll have kids who will come like it'll be like week three or four and they'll be like hey i guess what i'm like, what i went to target this weekend that's awesome but but i used what dr zakarian told me and what you have told me to like take rest breaks so like we would stop and i would sit And like try on things, or like we'd we take breaks by like you know like they they figure out a way to sit in like to put fit in rest breaks. Like oh my friend wanted to go try on this bikini, so we went to the we went to the lot the dressing room, and I got to sit on the bench and 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 I got to I lasted because I took I took graded rest like we've been doing in PT. Like you know you work out, Uh they're essentially taking your PT session and putting it in the world in Target, like you know. We're going to do exercise yeah. for 10 minutes. Oh, let's take a break. Okay, exercise. You know, like, that's how it, in pediatrics, that's how it translates. Like, it, based, like you know, adult world, running, that's how it transfers for pediatrics is, can I go to the movie theaters? Because these kids, they get anxious. They're like, I literally had to call my mom to come pick me up because I cannot make it through my day. Oh, like, that man. to me is so sad. And that's, like, what we work hard for is to get them back, to being able to go to school, be able to do that sleepover, be able to go to that, I don't know, they want to go to prom, you know, like I like kids who I, who I can't even make it through a prom like That's what we're working with. I don't know. It's it's so it's so rewarding. It's so fun. I love it I love I love pain. I love my I love pediatrics. I love working at pch. It's just it's been a lot of fun I miss miami, but I love my job down here, out here.
0: <laughs> No, I feel like where you're at is much more of a it fits you. It's a family vibe and it's it's not you're not trapped between gators, you know. There's not gators I and, know. and hurricanes Ugh. hitting you, but there are um, coyotes. So watch out for those guys. Yeah. Watch out for the coyotes. I feel like I should have a piece of um, something in my mouth. Those things that the farmers have, but the country stars have them too. And then a cowboy oh. hat and look off, look off into the sun. The
1: grass. The grass. Thing? The grass. We yeah, the, the, the old school grass. grass. That's like midwest.
0: Is the grass soft over there or do you have turf
1: um or do you have, mixed... have hard
0: miami grass that feels like knives
1: mm, no well sometimes it depends on if the ground's hard we have hard ground out here and like it'll get compacted like especially with irrigation and drying it out over the summer but we have like grass that's fine like it depends on it depends on where you live and how much you're how much you're willing to pay oh. for your grass and how much your hoa pays but we have like the turf but it like burns your feet like if you have the fake grass, you the water it down, or it'll yeah. you burn your feet in the summertime. It hurts. It's
0: what like happens when a dog dying. goes poop on it? You
1: know. Oh, I so I don't have it, but my friend, her her she has it, and she has a couple pit bulls, and she has to go out there and sanitize it, and she has to go oh. up and pick up it up so the sun doesn't bake it on. This is disgusting, but yes, don't get turf in, don't get fake grass in Arizona. It, I have like an irrational a
0: fear of stepping in dog poop, um, on grass. Like even in my backyard growing up. I had a couple instances where I, like fell right in it, and now whenever oh. I'm barefoot on grass and like running around playing like in my backyard, when I go home, I'm like I'm gonna step in some dog crap, and I'm afraid that this is gonna. It's just like I can't really enjoy myself, you know. But laying in the grass in Miami, you get I get like it's like sharp. I get a lot of allergic responses to it too. So it's, yeah, um... I
1: still do too, even here.
0: I know. I wish I was grass-resistant. In, like, another 150 years, our bodies will adjust to, hopefully. Maybe you should do some graded exposure. Maybe you we know, should... I know.
1: That's what I think. I Maybe mean, I should.
0: Start Get, like, different types of turf in your yard and then lay on them progressively until they get uh, easier to lay on.
1: I'm doing that with Carson, with food. They tell you to start giving, like, kids peanut butter at, like, six months old. Like, start progressively giving it to them. Because, like, you know, like, the top allergenic foods... So I've been, like, trying to, like, He's a peanut butter fiend now, but like, like that's what we <laughs> do. Like like, like you just like give him a little bit, and you're like, okay, is he gonna break out in hives? Like, do we need to call nine one one? And then you like give him a little more, um, and then like ten months old, you give him like a little like baby food. Same concept. He's, same. It's the same that-
0: concept. Yeah, it's like the whole the body likes to be exposed to things slowly, and when you're in yeah. pain, it wants to get out that way. Last thing, do you ever take the peanut butter and rub it on the roof of his mouth so he's just like.
1: He's like got it stuck up there, and my dog. It's really funny, <laughs> it's so bad. But yeah, he's got it stuck up there before, like PB and J sandwiches. He's and he'll like look at you like, 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 just, like the look on his face is like, "What did you do to me?" And you're like, "I'm yeah. sorry, just get it off your mouth." And you're like, gonna stick your finger in there and he bites oh. you." It's just a mess. It's a
0: mess. Baby's reactions are always so they're so honest. Like, oh, it's yeah. like, "Why, mom? Like, I hate you now. Like, it's over." But then yep. they're still in their stupid chair. They forget six seconds later, and then yep. you know, then you always win him back. That's the beauty. That's why I can't That's wait what, to
1: have a kid. Yeah, I don't think so I, I can mess up at me. this age because, like, yeah, you can't mess up because, like, you know, if I do something, like, like I've messed up really bad. Like I've accidentally clipped his, clipped him. You know, like the the buckle. Oh, the, yeah. Like to, I've worse. accidentally, I was in a hurry and like I was trying to get him in really fast and like just yeah. to, like I didn't make him bleed, but like he screamed and I felt really bad and I was a bad parent, like. Almost to the point where I was like, Trevor, they're gonna call CPS on me if they're <laughs>
0: they're gonna see You them. clipped but your like, child.
1: I know, but like but but he didn't remember. He probably won't remember when he's twenty one. Like no. I can't you can't mess it up at this age. Like when they start becoming cognizant, <laughs> then like I feel like I'm gonna have to get my act together, like I'm gonna have to figure this out real quick. But like yeah, right now it's like it's a free for all. Like we're just trying to figure it <laughs> out. He doesn't even that's know. He doesn't yeah, even know that we're messing up. You're probably like, like the world's best
0: parent. Kid. You're way too judgmental on yourself. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like, just like with pain. We're gonna bring it back again and keep bringing it back. It's, you know, if you keep clipping him every day for six years, he probably developed some (laughs) chronic pain.
1: Probably. Yeah,
0: by mistake. Not like some weird 1980s experiment where it got determined that it was like, um, some kind of illegal. It's gonna be in our, uh, textbooks in 30 years, you know? Like with all those other studies that were done with, with terrible, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Morals? Terrible? Um, oh yeah, like
1: no ethical, ethics, no like...
0: Ethical violations. Yeah, no
1: ethics. Oh, awesome. Like they would
0: pet the little, the, they'd have like the little soft thing and then they would like scare them whenever they touched it. And then nice. the kids... Yeah, that's terrible. Awesome. I mean, yeah, cause you do, do things when you're a kid. It's like the butterfly effect. It's gonna become a bigger deal when they're older. Well, this was a great episode. This might be one of our longest I episodes.
1: I Sorry. And it
0: felt like no time. No, that's good. It was a ton of good information. I can't wait to cut this up and put it all over Instagram.
1: I'm if I had a TikTok,
0: I would put it on TikTok. Oh, um, okay. If I did, I don't. I don't want China knowing I, this information.
1: I don't have TikTok. I think it's from the devil.
0: <laughs> Why? Because it's this dance. It's,
1: my husband has it, and it's such a time waster. That's my. That's my mom. That's my mom's platform. TikTok is awful. Your mom it's uses. Funny. Oh, no, it's she funny. doesn't use
0: pla- TikTok.
1: My mom she does. does not, but my no, my mom does not. Are you kidding me? She probably has no idea what TikTok <laughs> is. But my husband has it, and, like, so we're, like, literally, we waste like, 15 minutes going to bed at night because we're, like, oh, look, look at this dumb thing. And, okay, yes, it's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, sometimes it
0: hits. Sometimes it's funny. Yeah. It's, like, Instagram, but it's, like, it seems like it's Instagram, but, like, it's even easier to infinite scroll. And their algorithms, like, push you, like, so to what you want. Like, Instagram gives you a lot of stuff that sometimes you're, like, eh. But then it's because you follow the wrong people or you didn't unfollow someone. But it seems like I was looking through my buddies, and he had like he had it mastered. Like it was all these cool videos. So uh-huh. um, I don't know. I guess you gotta be uh, you gotta be smart with how you how you ride that algorithm. But I am not. Uh, Yeah, you'll you'll end up with like the things you don't like. It'll be like uh, how to be in pain, some kind of pain fiend. I know. Because you said you loved pain earlier. That was interesting. It's very suspicious coming from. I like uh, I like
1: the pain research. <laughs>
0: It would really benefit you if everyone was in pain. But me too, though. That's the thing. when Everyone gets in pain. There's always those PTs that are like, oh, man, like, after the hurricane, a lot of injuries from, like, you know, fixing up the house. Like, we're going to have a lot of patients this week. And I'm like, yeah, I technically. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm like, are they excited for it? I mean, after coronavirus, with all the, with, with no one coming in for PT, it's like, yeah. It's like some you get you get all these people coming in now because they're feeling a little better about even though Miami's like the hub the hub of freaking coronavirus in America. Oh us
1: too. Are you kidding me? We we're oh, right yeah, up there too. with you guys. We're a hot spot.
0: It, oh, the peak is flattening. It yeah, We look like we saw the peak. So hopefully we're on the other side. You know. Yeah, I
1: hope
0: so. Yeah, we'll open back up pretty soon, hopefully. Um, well, this was but great. thank you for.
1: So much yeah. Fun.
0: Yeah. Wasn't it pretty natural? You're such yeah, a good talker.
1: I've been waiting for this. Oh no, I'm not. I've been waiting for this all day. It was so fun. I was like, it's five o'clock
0: I know like at 801, you're like, I'm on Zoom. I'm waiting.
1: I'm here.
0: I should have been a good host. I should have been on seven fifty-nine. But um, but thank you so much, um Dr. Rochelle Cherry Holmes. Twelve letters yes. in your last name. Um, and you have eight in your first. So that's a twenty letter situation going on there. I think I have the Guess same that. twenty letters altogether. Wait,
1: no, no, no. Oh I yeah, have Robert.
0: Robert, yeah. I was 13, maybe. Who would have thought? Yeah, but you have 20. That's I got confused again. But yeah, thanks for coming on very much. Um, and um if the, I, I hate to put you in this position, but I think it's good to end the episode with like one take-home point from the guest. Okay. And so think as I ask the question. Like, if you had one take-home point for for a mother or father of a kid who um, who has some kind of pain condition, chronic pain, like what's like the number one thing that you see that you're like, I need to tell these parents this. I wish they knew this before they came in and their kid might've mm. came in a little bit better. Like how to deal with their situation.
1: Movement, movement is best. Go, go get that PT evaluation. Don't put it off or like go, or go find a pain doctor. Like you're not overreacting. Go get that eval, go find someone who cares, who like is invested and um, it's not it's not in their head the way you think it is, and it <laughs> and it's not and and don't get frustrated because like this is complicated like this is a complicated thing, um, and be open to psychology. Psychology is the best. I love I love psychology. Like yeah. having a therapist on retainer is like everybody needs one sooner or later. Like it's just a it's just a thing of life, you know. Like it's not nothing to be ashamed of. You're not crazy. Like psychology. You go to the needs- gym.
0: You get a personal yeah. trainer. Why not yeah. have a doctor level brain trainer? Yeah.
1: So, and you still, like, and that, yeah. So that okay, would well, be my take home.
0: Yeah, that's good. A couple take home points. I, I can't wait to review that one. That's good. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, and I think in the future, I'd love to have you on again. Especially, we, you can have you on with uh, Sarah because you guys are yes! friends. And we're all friends. And then we can, um, and you guys have a lot of overlapping concepts. So, we could actually have like a productive episode. That'd be oh my gosh!
1: Actually, a like productive episode. 2017 all over again.
0: Our dreams come true. No coronavirus, oh. and then we could that warn the crazy. world. And we could warn the world like in October of 2020. Yeah. Don't do it. October of
1: 2019. Masks on.
0: Get out of here. Get those bats away. We don't need it. Okay. Shut the border well,
1: down. Shut the border
0: down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Shut it down now. They're like, oh my Just god, shut this person.
1: Shut it down. Shut
0: it down. <laughs> They'll be like, okay, you don't want anyone coming in, and then all of a sudden be like, "Hmm, told you, should have listened to me." Mm-mm-mm. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on, and um, I can't wait to chop this up. A lot of good points you came up with, and um, and we discuss. So remember, people, uh, don't be afraid to learn a little bit. Don't be a sh- don't be um, offended when when we when you learn about your pain might be coming from right up here, but in a different sense than you might think. That's how you yeah. take care of things. And progressively expose yourself slowly to things that are scary with everything in life. That sounds very psychological. I'm no psychologist, but I'm saying that's a good idea. Um, Thank you very much. And Dr. Rochelle Holmes, thank you very much. Have a good day. Hey, you too. Bye-bye.